the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. James, if you're hearing me, I need you to disconnect and then also go ahead and reconnect on that. Let's just go ahead and welcome Frank Westall to the show. I don't know too much about him yet, but Frank, welcome to It's Your Life. How are you doing today? I'm good, brother. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing other well. Than, Thank you so much for joining the It's Your Life radio show. So it's Thanks, a pleasure man. to have you on the show. And what I'd like to find out is you've worked 36 years in the tech industry, as I'm reading right here, and you've been involved in multiple tech startups, software game publishing and software utilities. Tell us a little bit more about your background and what is making you who you are today. I, I think that obviously you have to go way back. Um, I come from a military family. We uh, lived all over the world. My my father, I'm from a mixed family. My mom and my father met in Okinawa. And uh, that kind of set the base of who I was because we traveled all over the place and lived in places for no more than three, four years at the most. So that started to set up that 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 wanderlust, that, that view to try to go out and find things and try to start new things. And so as time went on, uh, I started looking at what do I want to do? And at the time, the computer industry was IBM. There's these giant computers, so I didn't have any interest in that. But as uh, small systems started coming around, my brother told me, this is an area you should look at. Unfortunately, I had no college. I mean, I tried college. He tried 122 units. Maybe I got 22 units of credit, but I guess I had ants in my pants. And I just wanted to go out there and do something. So I started looking around and um, was convincing enough to get a company to hire me in the tech industry. And it kind of took off from there. And uh, as time went on, I never looked at anything as being an obstacle. I just looked at everything as being opportunity. And uh, that's kind of the mindset that I had. So I turned around one day and uh, years ago, there's this, this guy who wanted, he bought, he was a, he bought this saving company and he did what was called leverage buyout. At the time, didn't know what that was, but I found out basically he used the assets of that company to buy the company. So I uh, went in and looked at some technologies, found a piece of software that was going bankrupt and I went to the court and I did a leverage buyout, which was unusual at that time. And that's what started my career. So from there, I started working to other software companies and doing startups and working into the, at the time the PC utility market was very young. I think Bill Gates was only worth $50 million. And, and I uh, just started to move out and move forward. And it was a tremendously interesting ride. I was uh, supported by mentors out of Silicon Valley. And even though I was not a technical individual, I understood the technology. I understood where it was going. And it was fun for quite a number of years. And that's what led me into going into PC utilities and doing startups in software and working with game companies. And uh, from that point forward, it, it, I helped to co-found the parent company of MySpace. But I didn't get rich off that. I left before it all took off. So, yeah, that's so far the story in that area. Well, let's welcome back to the show uh, the man, the myth, the legend, James J.C. Cooley. We have him on the phone now, but uh, you, you can't stop a good man. James, it's uh, good to have you. 
Hey, man, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, I, I want to listen. I want you to know that uh, I don't know what happened uh, to the Comrex, uh, but uh, equipment sometimes uh, give out on you. Uh, but I, I, I do want to uh, listen. I want you to know that uh, this is uh, extremely exciting young man that we have on the phone. And he's a. Uh, I like that, young man. <laughs> and. He's a very, very good friend of mine. Been knowing him for a long time, and know one thing that uh, you might not know about this guy or know about me is that um, he ran my campaign when I ran for mayor and city council uh, in twenty. I wouldn't say ran it. I basically fudged some um, social media for you. You ran it. <laughs> Well, uh, what I'm trying to say is he, he made us competitive in the things that uh, that he did uh, to make sure that uh, we had an opportunity to win. So not not just that, Frank, but, uh, man, you're my friend. I've been knowing you uh, such a long time and, and, and your children. And, and uh, I just, uh, I, I just admire you, my friend. I, I feeling mutual. I just look up to you uh, on many of the things that you're doing uh, today, and that you always have done. And uh, you always call yourself old man lifting. Man, you're not an old uh, man. Uh, yeah, you, well, I, I call it uh, a person with determination because you own so many world records and. Not just that the world records are not uh, that important. At least I don't think. I think it's the person, the character behind these things. And uh, I, I, I have to introduce you the right way uh, when it comes to this because, man, I'm just such a big fan of yours, and and uh, such uh, you just such a great friend of mine. So I listen to what is this is one thing I want uh, to. Explain to you guys before Michelle leave me introduce the show. Our guest this evening, you know, Frank Westall is a husband, father, grandfather, great grandfather. During his life, he has been an entrepreneur in the technology sector, just like what he was just explaining to Noah. Having uh, helped create multiple companies, he is a chef. And a restaurant, and I tell you, Noah, in case you don't know that, uh, this guy, you, you, Noah, you think I can cook? This guy is a chef. He's also has <laughs> multiple. <laughs> he also has multiple world records, uh, U.S. national state records, and the strongman sport of powerlifting. All of those records attained not when he was a young man, or and uh, he's still a young man. But over the last six years, where he just locked his mind that this is what he wanted to do, he is at the young age of 67 right now. During his life, he has multiple challenges, not just as a businessman or a restaurant or, or with medical, mental, and spiritual challenges, but I tell you uh, that this man right here I know has had uh, two major open-heart surgeries, a massive uh, bacterial infections, and uh, multiple other things that have put him in the hospital for over 90 days uh, for treatment and in um, a major heart attack that he caused uh, the widow-maker, but he's going to explain uh, that later. I, sh- I should be dead three times over I guess God has me around here for a reason. I'm yet to find oh, out. Oh, there's always a reason. That sounds like you're here to do great stuff. You know, but I tell you why he, he does not think dealing with challenges are a big deal because this guy right here, uh, it, it's like this This is just a challenge that I'm having at this particular time. Uh, sometimes these situations and um, the how how you come through these things, Noah, are like a miracle. And this guy is the miracle, and I just want everybody to know that. But uh, I, I don't think so. But thank you. I tell you what, though, um, I think I was forty-four the first time I died, and I was on the way to my daughter's graduation, and I didn't feel 
I was going to walk to the school. So I started walking to the school 15 feet from my house. I thought, no, you know, I'm going to turn around and take the car. Went back to the, to the house. Now I'm going to walk. And I walked back. Then something said, get back to the house. And as I started walking back to the house, my heart started beating faster and faster. And I fell to my knee and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't take any breath. And I was at the front door and, uh, my eldest daughter was watching all the little kids that were at the house and uh, she opened the door for some reason. She didn't, I didn't knock. And I walked and I called in and I said, I'm going to put my feet up on the stairs and uh, I'm going to go to sleep now. But I said, before I do that, you need to take the kids into the back because I thought for sure I was dead. And instead of praying and asking God to, you know, keep me alive, I just asked him to take care of my wife, my handicapped daughter and my children and I put my feet on the steps to let the blood flow back into me, and I was gone. Apparently, what happened was Frank. If you can hear me, take a yeah. Uh, just hold that thought because we're gonna come back okay. and we're gonna get up. But yeah. you gotta take a station break right now. We got to take okay. a station break. But when we come back, we're gonna continue to discuss this, and uh, we're gonna continue to find out about the old man lifting my friend. Frank Westall. If you want to report this conversation, that's one 888 It's your wife. I'm James Cole. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and I tell you, uh, wow, this is uh, such a remarkable guy that uh, we got here, and uh, uh, Frank was just uh, explaining uh, to our listening audience um, uh, a lot about uh, uh, what, what, uh, what he's been doing and, and, uh, and a lot of things uh, um, that, uh, that led him uh, to being in, in situations, a lot of things he's doing today, and I tell you, he's a very good friend of mine, totally motivated and I love this guy. No, I love this guy. So you want me to finish the story? Uh, I put my feet up on the stairs, <laughs> and I said, I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah. And then they they called the ER, 
they told them to lay me flat and then all the blood stopped rushing to my heart. Then they told me, told them to sit me up and I looked like Darth Maul because every blood vessel from my chin to the top of my head and my eyes had burst. I didn't know that I had died until I got to the hospital when they told me that I would had basically stopped breathing, heart beating for about two minutes. I was blessed that my nephew was there and he started pounding on my chest and it came back. That was the first time. And that doesn't necessarily mean your life changes when you think about things like that, because you have all these old habits and they started, even though I said I wanted to change my life, they started, those old habits started to come back into me. And I started to become this driven businessman that didn't really, even when I was with my family, I wasn't with them. Um, and as time went on, what happened was I, uh, it was like God was saying, okay, we haven't gotten his attention. So I got a massive bacterial infection that was uh, worse than the chemo I'm getting now. And uh, they said, we're going to have to go in and cut you open again and replace the valve. So that was the second time because they put me on the table and in the operating room, the pumps for the heart pump, the water burst out that was pumping and it wasn't clean water. So they had to clear everyone out. My chest was open and they held me open for about six hours longer. And my heart wasn't working at that time. So I come out of that. And that's when my wife started to say change, started to change slowly. Because at that point in your life, you know, things are just, certain things are not as important as other things, which are the things that are close to you. And so I started having a different attitude and look, and, and I looked at the technology companies I was in, and I said, you know, I, I want to do something creative. So I decided to become a chef, which is kind of crazy because that's hard work. And from there, I started to, because someone with my ADD, when you have to be a chef, everything has to be in line perfectly. When you're out there creating companies, you're willy-nilly, even though it's supposed to be in line. So that started to change my character, my personality, becoming more focused. And after the second open heart surgery, as I started to change about five years later, I go to my doctors and he says, you know, I, I need you to go down to emergency to just get checked on your x-ray. So I said, I'm fine. He said, no, just go. He told, told my wife to drive me. Don't, don't let them stop anywhere. So we went into the emergency room in Scripps in La Jolla, and they uh, came in, did an x-ray. I said, I'm fine. And all of a sudden, a knife was stabbing through my heart. And I said, ah, something's wrong. And uh, basically, I had a massive heart attack called the Widowmaker, which means the Widowmaker is 90% um, of the people that have the Widowmaker die. It's just so happened that I was put in that place at that time, it's a perfect opportunity to save me. And that was the point where I turned around and I started saying, you know, what do I want to do with my life? And I had to start to, to, you know, exercise and I hated to run. So I started to lift weights and, and I started writing articles on people that lifted weights that overcame a lot of them, women that used strength training to overcome what they were doing. And that's where I started into the, the lifting and the powerlifting. And I only did it because, it was easy and fun, and it was not a lot of stress. At the same time, my wife and I did role reversal. We have a daughter that's 100% handicapped, so I stayed home while she went into her career and took care of our daughter. That also changed me because now I'm a caregiver, and you have to have a different attitude as a caregiver. So as time went on, we actually had our my brother-in-law who had cancer for multiple myeloma for 16 years moved in with us with his wife and kids. And, you know, he was with us for the last few years and he passed away in our living room with us. And then two weeks later, my wife, we found out I had cancer. You imagine that was pretty hard on her. That's, that's where we got to this point in our lives. Wow. You know, I, I tell you, Frank, uh, I've been knowing you a lot of years and, uh, man, You've been my guidance in a lot of things. Uh, you've been in my programs. Uh, you helped me out. You helped me out when I was running for a public office. And one of the things is I want you to know that brother, and you are my brother, Thank I'm you, brother. here for you. 
And not just that, but uh, all of the great things that uh, that you're doing. And our listener audience is going to get an opportunity to know what type and who is this great man that we're talking to tonight. And um, well, you're definitely good for the ego. I don't we, think that's true, but thank you. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I mean, it's I, I true. It's what, true. Though. It's true to me. I tell you what, though, JC, you kind of inspired me years ago when you started going up and giving out scholarships with money out of your own pocket for the kids in high school. Five hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars here. I started thinking, what is this guy doing? What? And then as I got to know you. I saw this vision you have of the only thing that's worth worthwhile in life is to give back to people because you can never give too much because it's like someone told me, you can't out give God. If you give something to God, he's going to bless you back 10 times. You know, in my case, I've gone through these things that I've gone through and I, I got to tell you, I really take the responsibility on myself as you know, it just didn't happen. You know, I put myself into those positions. I've always had a bad heart. And back in the 80s, you know how everybody was. And I did what I did, and that damaged my heart worse, much more. And as time went on, it caught up, up to me. So as these things have happened, you know, your character starts to change, and you have to adjust to these, these new things that are happening. You can either look at it like it's, it's a problem, or you look at it like it's an opportunity, or you look, like, look at it like it's just something I'm walking that's in my path. And in my case, when we found out that, you know, I had uh, colorectal cancer. Initially, <laughs> went into the doctor. He came back after he did the check. You know, he walked up. He goes, yep, you got cancer. Not, oh, I feel so bad. You know, you have cancer. He called me back later at night and said, I apologize. I was so abrupt. I didn't care. I mean, it was fine. In fact, once we started, I told the, the team of doctors, which is an amazing team, this is going to be a really interesting journey. Because when you... You in the military. My father was in the military. My father buried at Arlington. He had two silver stars, two bronze stars, two purple hearts. Uh, he he was an individual that was constantly in the face of death. And he always told me, "You don't understand what's happening until you know that your mortality is there for to be taken away in at an instant." So, you know, having a heart failure, it's kind of, yeah, you can't quite see it. Having cancer, you know that there's an end. So when we went in and we started finding out initially that I, you know, had colorectal cancer, they said, oh, it's stage three. We're going to have to cut you open, take this piece, take this piece, reconnect it. And my wife kept saying, you know, you said that there was another lump somewhere. They said, oh, no, it's, it's fatty tissue. I, I really think you should do a scan on that which they don't do CT scans. And they finally agreed, we'll do a CT scan, and my body lit up. I had tumors, three, four tumors around outside the, the, lo the primary location, which means it was getting into the bloodstream. So I went from stage three, they're going to operate to stage four, metastasized, which means that if I hadn't been so stubborn, this is the point, I should have gotten checked at 55. I should have gotten checked at 60. I should have gotten checked at 65. But as a guy who lifts weights, what do I care? I'm strong. I'm good. And I just didn't do it. If I had gotten checked at 65, it would have been stage three. So here I am, and I see my mortality every day, every night. But instead of thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to die, I'm thinking, have you given me this chance to see who I am and connect with you and connect with everyone around me? And maybe get other people to not do what I did, but do what they should do. Women today are now being told they should get checked for uh, at the age of 40, I think. Hey, hey Frank, uh, I need for you yeah. to hold this thought because I don't want to lose it. Uh, but uh, I got to take the station break. But we're going to come back. We're going to pick this up. I think well, connectivity, we're back uh, worldwide again. And... Uh, uh, everything, and I tell you, I, I I really want to pick this up because we need to really educate and talk to our listening audience about this. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. It's your life. I'm James Coley. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on Smart Speakers and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Now, you, we got my very good friend, Frank Westall, and uh, I love this man. Uh, he's been in my life. Uh, uh, he also shaped, and I, I consider him a role model in a lot of things that uh, I was able to do and I continue to do. And uh, I tell you, we, we're talking about his story right now. And Frank, one thing that I'm going to tell you right now, before I even give out the number or any of that thing, uh, what you and I talked about, my friend, I promise you I will make it happen. Thank you, brother. You, you got my it. word. You got my word. I appreciate it. Yeah. And and, it's going uh, to help spread the word on this. And that's what's we, important. We're going to spread the world to the world. And yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've been working on this one ever since we talked about it. Uh, just trust me. We'll talk about it. I, I will be in California next week. <laughs> and, right, uh, I look forward to seeing uh, that. You know, but uh, I tell you, I listen to Orton, this man right here, uh, and I know uh, he's a very modest guy. Uh, he helped me when I decided to run for public office and, and uh, mail or Temecula City Council, all of these other type of things. Uh, and when I was running across major problems, wasn't polling right, he stepped up and, wow, next thing you know, I got a chance. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> yeah. pleasure doing it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really appreciate and, it. So, and um, in, in this, hold, hold, hold on, Frank. One of the things that you mentioned is about uh, the scholarships that the J.C. Right. Cooley Foundation uh, does, and you already know that. And yeah. um, uh, uh, to date, uh, Michelle and I, pretty much, Michelle, my wife, and I, we have given away at least 160 scholarships, 90% of. 90% of the funding comes out of our pocket because we want to make sure, I'm talking about Michelle in our pocket, because we want to make sure that uh, we give our youth and our young adults a chance to know that you can do anything that, that you decide to do. And we continue to give away 
these scholarships. And, and one of my mentors in this, and uh, he has been in schools uh, with me speaking before, and he has spoke as well, is Frank. Uh, Westall. And, and not no, just no. that, but, 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 uh, I, I tell you, uh, this man is so fantastic and, and he's goal oriented and he owns a lot of world records, a, a, a lot of everything. Because once you set your mind to do something, I mean, even though you're saying you're going to do it, you have to believe that you can do it. That's true. True. And that. That's true. if you don't believe in you, that you can do it. You you won't put the work in, and yeah. and you, 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 you in your mind you can do it. But I, I tell you this, even with the uh, things that he is experiencing today, I know this guy. He still want to compete, and yeah. he yeah. still want to go out it. And uh, my thing to this man right here, I love him to death. We have to compete. In life, yeah. even though people tell us that uh, these are the situations, circumstances, uh, and that this is not going to happen this way or that way, Frank, I know you, man. You are going to compete. You're going to continue. You're going to, you know, they're going to have to tell you that you're not going to be able to win this championship. Uh, I always yeah, believe, you. and uh, I just you. want our listener audience to know, and I'm going to get ready to turn back over to you, Frank, that if you got the determination, if you got the conviction, if you got the dedication, you can win. It's all about winning. This man is a winner. He's a winner. And we're going to fight through, and we're going to uh, achieve anything that we're going through. And I just wanted to set up, my friend, before we even started. Listen, audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Bless you, brother. So, getting back to this, when we found out that I had stage four metastasis, I told the doctors this is going to be an interesting journey. You know, just another step in the path. And I didn't think of it as being, oh no, you know, it's over. I thought of it as being. And I didn't think that it was being, I'm going to fight this. I thought this is going to be interesting because technology has changed. You know, the way you approach things is significantly different today than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. One of the things that hit me, though, was you get depressed. And, and I'd gone through depression for a year to two years in my open heart surgery. And for a guy to get depressed, it's much more difficult to come out of that because we don't necessarily always have that ability to communicate. So I reached out uh, on social media to some of the brothers and sisters I know from my high school days in Japan. You know, there's a group of a thousand that stay connected. And I just started sharing my journey. I started videoing, you know, doing a minute thing, showing the the process and procedures I was going with machines, listening to the doctors and telling everybody step-by-step what's happening with me. And that's where the whole idea of old man lifting crust cancer came in. Because if you don't stay active and proactive in your journey, you're falling behind. So you're constantly having to move forward. And that was where I received all of this. I started posting just a, a about a month or two ago. And um, I started receiving callbacks from people who were going through something similar or their wife or their, their mother or their sister. And they would talk about it and they hadn't talked about it. And they talked about what they'd gone through. And I started thinking there's something here that in the strength community, which is anybody that, you know, lifts weights to get stronger. That's the strength community, not necessarily being a strongman competition or powerlifting or Olympic lifting. Uh, but anybody that does that, they have a certain mindset and, and that mindset is there's something in front of them and they want to pick it up and they don't want anything to get in their way. So they take these steps to get there. They, they, they train and they condition and it, it's not a man's sport because the biggest growth in strength conditioning is in the women and in the women from 30 and up because they know that getting stronger makes them healthier. And so I started looking at this and I started approaching it. Okay. 
this is going to be a journey. In fact, I found out three weeks before I was supposed to be in the world championships. So I had to cancel out of that and I had to redo it. And then this California state championships are next weekend. And I had to drop out of that because I'm still going through the process. So I, I scheduled myself to be in a, uh, another meet in March, but at the same time, because I did the chef and the catering, I would in five years ago, I started barbecuing for these, some of these uh, events. And I started to get to meet people and to know people. And these people reached out back to me and support. I don't, it's amazing how many people have, you know, prayed for me and prayed for our family. And this is also something that's very important that you, that we need to understand that the attitude that you have when you're approaching anything in life that's difficult is the thing that's going to make you be successful or be a failure. Because if you have a, an attitude of openness and looking and trying to determine the best way to do it, then nothing is a failure. In fact, I heard one time from the uh, co-founder of FedEx. I was listening in to a seminar and he said, you have to fail eight times in life before you're successful in anything that you try to do. And, and those eight failures are not failures. They're simply steps that you have to go through. And so my attitude, right, wrong, or different, is that, you know, these are the steps I have to take. I, I look at what I'm doing and I get support from people. I know that I can be proactive in my uh, supplementation and in my diet. In fact, what happened was years ago, the person who got me to go back into his name was Dr. Fred Hatfield, Dr. Squat. He was one of these amazing PhDs. And when I reconnected with him six years ago, you know, he's 80 years old, and he started to tell me that he had cancer and he was end of life. He had three months to live. And he did something called, at the time, nobody knew about it, but it's been around since 1920, the ketogenic diet. And that diet was created for controlling seizures in ch children, uncontrollable seizures. Our daughter happened to be one of those kids that was having 100 to 150 seizures a day. So the whole keto diet we looked at 15 years ago was a modified diet of restricting the amount of carbohydrates, which restricts the sugar, which is what cancer lives off of. So because I'd been doing it with my daughter, it was easy for me to start doing a modified keto diet that I could be proactive and help to keep the cancer from growing. So now here I am in my uh, third month of making this determination that I'm at stage four and I go back in for the CT scan. I said, give me a CT scan. He goes, well, I want to wait four sessions. I said, well, let's just do it now. It was after the third session. So they looked at it and the metastasize all over that lit up was gone. And the, the tumors, the primary tumors, the two tumors, they said they can't determine the shrinkage, but it's 40% less generation the way they were looking at it. So they have to, they have to look at that. So, you know, it's kind of the way you look at things and you have to have this strong faith in, I believe in God that whatever's happening, there's a reason for it to happen. And you can only accept the blessings that you're given the ability to breathe every day, the ability to feel the sun, the ability to, to hug your wife, the ability to be with your children, your grandchildren and your great grandchildren, by the way, um, that that's amazing. I mean, literally amazing. Talk to the people I talk to, whether it's through social media or on the phone or me, and they tell me their story. That's to me, everyone has a story or they know someone that has a story. And these stories are of overcoming and it could be financial, mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, yeah, physical, but these stories are amazing and they inspire other people. So my thought was when I started doing enlisting uh, crush cancer was to start to tell other people's stories and to get the word out that, you know, you can, you can overcome these things, but you have to acknowledge they're there and you have to make sure that you're proactive and getting checked. And then you have to have this attitude of, you know, this is just a step in the path and I'm going to overcome it. And that's where we're at today. You know, yesterday I set up a, just a small group on Facebook called old man lifting crust cancer. And I had 200 people sign up and all of them had stories. 
which is they're not signing up because I'm lifting weights. They're signing up because of the journey and they know someone or they've experienced that journey and they want to share in it. And that's, that's kind they, of the they want to share in this. And I, I, I'm going to cut you off a little bit, Frank, because okay. uh, I know we got the commercial break coming up, but I don't want you to stop talking, my friend, uh, because uh, we all have to share in the journey. We're going to come back. We're going to continue this great conversation. And I tell you, it's just a, such an absolute pleasure just being able to see you. I will be able to see you in person next week because I will be there. But if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 It's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. I got my very, 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 very good friend, Frank Westall. And, um, you know, I tell you, we're going to talk about his journey, not just on the show tonight, but we're going to make sure that he get an opportunity to log and discuss his journey. And that's a promise that I'm telling Frank that uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen. Uh, Thank you, brother. when, when, When you meet somebody that's extraordinary, like this man right here. I mean, it's just, uh, and that has have and had an impact on your life like he has on mine. I mean, I know his kids, especially his only son, Gabriel, uh, which uh, that's how I had an opportunity to. That's how uh, we met. Really, yeah. For my child. Uh, yeah. To, to, to meet him. And, I'm so proud of Gabe, uh, wherever he's at. And uh, I see that he's listening to the show tonight. Uh, he just uh, texted me. I'm hoping, Gabe, if you're still listening, please call in. I miss you. <laughs> this would mean a whole lot to me and uh, certainly to your father. But uh, this man is so inspirational in everything he does uh, that uh, I mean, powerlifting um, and decided that this is what I want to do at the age of 59, I believe, or 60. And he then went out and crushed world records. Um, yeah, well, my point is not this. that impressive, but it's, it's fun. You know, my, in, in, in talking about this whole thing, one thing that I didn't mention that's critically important is the family and the friends that surround you and you being open to them and, and explaining to them and listening to their advice. And most importantly, 
it's amazing how much you find out how much people care for you individually. And, you know, because when we go through life and we walk out over things and stumble, we just think it's a process that we're going through. It's not important. And then when you start looking from the outside, it's like your life, JC. I mean, come on. Brother, you're amazing. You come out of the service, you, you, where you came from to where you went to the service and you got your master's and your wife and that is incredible, but you just think it's, oh, it's just something I had to do. But when you sit back and you look at the story and you look at the walk and you see the family and you see the friends that have been involved and supported you, even at the worst of your times, that's where the wisdom starts to come in as you get older, because you start to realize, wow, you, you had an impact on people that, you know, maybe at one stage was okay. Another stage wasn't great. Another stage wasn't good. Another stage became better. And then you start to see, based upon your children and your friends and, and how they're living things around you, what kind of impact you've had on them. And, and for me, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to do anything world-changing. I would love to at least get two, three, four, five, six, twelve, fifteen 15 people called and said, you know, <clears throat> I wasn't thinking about doing this, but I'm going to go and get checked. And thank goodness I did get checked. And it's, it's, it's something that our technology is able to address. And, you know, with your attitude and your, in my case, my faith, which has become super strong and people say, Oh, cause you have cancer. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the process, the process since I was 16 years old uh, to, to come to this point where you have to have this faith and belief that, that, that there's a reason for you to do these things. There's a reason for you to walk in and, and, and doing the strength training. That's really just, I love it because of the community, the people they're from all walks of life and they all have that same positive attitude. And it's, it's something that, that, you know, I wish I had started doing two decades ago, not strength training, but having that attitude because then you start to look back and say, golly, you know, what could I have impacted? Who could I have, who could I have helped along the way? And when I saw what you did in that audience, the first time I saw you at the high school and you gave that, I guess, who was that guy? And coach Burns introduced us and Gabe introduced us. And I said, ah, this guy's kind of dynamic. Why are you doing this? And then I realized you're doing this because that's your passion. That is your calling. So I kind of glommed onto that as time went on. I started seeing that, but it wasn't until this crush cancer whole journey started that I started to realize maybe there's some impact I can have. And if I, if it's not me, maybe I can help someone else who can have an impact. And that's kind of where I am in life. And that's, that's, it's, you know, my wife is amazing. My children are incredible. My grandchildren uh, make fun of me all the time, but they love me to death, you know? Wow. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have. I, I'm very blessed in my life at this point. It's very a great blessed. thing to have. Frank and uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, we got down to the last two minutes of the show. But it's a couple of things that that I, I want to emphasize. That uh, you brought up a couple of points uh, that uh, uh, on certain checkups uh, that uh, our doctors or scientists or whatever recommend. I believe that they 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 have a meaning uh, for why they recommend those things. And we need to uh, take those things, not just for granted, but we need to go and do those things because a lot of times we get caught up in in life and we get caught up in things that we are doing personally and we just ignore those type of things. Certain things we can't ignore. Uh, one true. of the things that we can't ignore is the love for others. And uh, I, I really appreciate everything you're saying about uh the first time that you saw me speak at a couple of high schools and yeah. uh, et cetera. I mean, that's just who I am. That's just who we are. That's who we are today. And, and uh, the first time I really had an opportunity to get a chance to meet you, I knew who you were and you are that same person to me today. And I, I tell you, uh, we, we're out of time right now, Frank. However, I give you my word, my friend, and we would talk off air 
uh, we're going to make this happen because uh, we're going to talk about the journey, the Frank Weston right, journey, and we're going to continue to do this. And I look forward to seeing you next week uh, in person. Right. And we'll talk about a little bit more about this. But I, I just want to thank you for being a guest on the show tonight. I thank want you, you on my show me, again man. real soon. I'd like to thank my great right. uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley, for always being here doing all the heavy lifting. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingman. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience uh, for always tuning in and just giving us love <laughs> uh, to uh, share and bring great uh, guests like we have Frank here tonight. We're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. I tell you, I want everybody to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend because we'll be back Monday, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. I will be in studio with Noah looking at him next week. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big and be big at everything that you do. It's your life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.